Hey ladies, I'm Tori and I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hey, hey Tori. Hi Wendy, how you doing? I'm good. I've got two kids napping, just living my best life. How are you doing? Ooh, I'm living my best life. (laughs) You do look very relaxed and refreshed. That's what nap time does, huh? Yes. Nap time is the best time. That's what we say around here. Um, I'm doing really good. I'm, let's see, it's the middle of the day. We finished homeschool. I did my cleaning schedule. I'm feeling great. Feeling good. Ooh, you already got the cleaning done and everything. I sure did. I'm telling you, I came up with the cleaning schedule uh, and I talked about it in my two life-changing habits video. And this video, like, well, the video did well, but the the actual habit of me doing it has been so life-changing. So today was journeys laundry and um, mirrors and doorknobs and killed it like yeah you're great. you're training her right um yes yeah but oops totally didn't do that today <laughs> way to make me feel bad <laughs> that was 100% your goal that it, it really was and that's how bad the habit of me just doing it is so mm. I literally need to write that down and on my um list like train journey. When I do laundry, I need to put journey does laundry, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. But I love it. We're switching up our laundry too. We're, we're going to be doing um, a couple of new things, but one of those is having each child have their own day to wash their laundry. I heard it's life-changing. So I do one load a day now, but I it still gets backed up. But I've heard that like, if you just you know, that's your laundry day. You handle it. Yo, that means I lose my load a day. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. That sounds magical. That's like, that's definitely my goal. If I ever remember to have Journey do it, um, that's my goal. And I've also realized how easy towels are for the kids to do. Journey will fold my towels like that. That is something she does a good job of. So I did journeys laundry today and I did a load of towels because I feel like towels just like pile up. So you have to do them all the time. But yeah, I'm, I'm laundry is not going to win in 2021. I'm going to finally beat laundry. Yes. Goals. (laughs) All right. What you sipping? Oh, look at that cup. What is that? This is my word of the year cup. Here comes the fun. Um, Yeah, if you're part of my membership, I'm dropping an extra video where I go in depth about why fun is my word. But um, and I have an acronym for it and everything. But this mug reminds me to just have a good time. And it's a fun mug. So Tori, so fun. So Tori, what are you sipping on, girl? It's black coffee today. Um, But in my defense, I've drank a ton of water. I've had two cups of tea and I just needed a little bit of black coffee in the afternoon. That's your first cup? Yeah. Hey, look at you, girl. 
doing new things. I am as well sipping on black coffee. We need to like change up some stuff. Like we need to start sipping on extra fancy things, like set a goal, like make sure you're sipping on something different next time or something. I feel like we're not giving the people enough. Like, what are you sipping on? Black coffee. Surprise, surprise. You know what I mean? You know, new year, same us. Unapologetically. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now, Tori, what are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption luncheon. Okay, ladies. So this segment, Consumption Munchin, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing, or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. It is time for Consumption Munchin. That's (laughs) right. So, Tori, what you munching on, girl? Okay, so if you don't know, I'm not obsessed with too many celebrities, like very few. The two that I am obsessed with, they're a mother and daughter duo. It is Zoe Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. And I'm just obsessed with them. Like, I think that I'm like their missing piece. I think I'm her second, third daughter. Uh, <laughs> But Zoe got married to her best friend about 18 months ago. That's what you sent me. I was like, why did she send me that? Oh my gosh. And they have already filed for divorce. And I'm going to tell you, yeah, I'm going to tell you why I'm munching on it and why, like, why I sent it to you. I just get so sad when I see people so quickly throw away a marriage. And like, I mean, I, you know, we're not in their marriage, but I really do believe that if you really love someone unconditionally, isn't that picture beautiful? Okay. So Wendy is showing the picture um, of them on their wedding day, which is just like beautiful. And she looks so happy. And in it, you hear them quote about like, I love you more than anything. Um, you're my best friend. You crack me up. You melt my heart. You call me out on all my BS and you challenge me to grow and I love you. And it's like, why do people so easily forget those words? And I know, listen, Wendy and I are married women. We understand that marriage is not easy. It comes with challenges. Also, unexpected things happen sickness, uh, affairs, things happen. But I really do believe that like unconditional love and understanding and compassion has a place. Um, Mm. And I don't want any, I'm not saying like if your husband beats you and mistreats you, stay with him. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I wish love wasn't so disposable. Yep. And every time one of my favorite celebrities does get married, I'm like, yay, they're getting married. They're, They're gonna have a chance at like living a normal life. And then it's like they get divorced in two seconds. So So I just, yeah, it made my heart sad. And I'm so for marriage that I just, I don't know. I just, I believe in love. I'm a hopeless romantic at the end of the day. And that's what I love about you. That's beautiful. And it's just, it's just sad. It's sad because I've even heard that like marriage or divorce is like 
losing a loved one. So like, like a death. And so, I mean, to experience that, I, I wish that on no one. So that's just really sad. So true. So true. Way to right. come with the happy consumption munchins. I know. I'm so sorry. But, but it leads us to a very happy topic. Uh, Wendy, why won't you tell the people what we're talking about today? Guys, we are talking about how we keep it spicy. Yes. Or how we don't. We're about to find out <laughs> how we keep it spicy. All right, Tori. So I'm going to let you start because you seem to be, you know, vivacious. And Ooh. Oh, yes. Well, thank you, darling. <laughs> well, I also want to open up with, um, we got a question from one of our listeners. Oh, yes. That's and, true. and her question was, um, being intentional about dating your spouse. How can you be intentional about dating your spouse? I feel like we get married as women, we have children, and then we kind of just stop. Like, well, that's it. I've arrived. I am a mother. I am a wife. And that is it. And that is so not even close to it. The way I keep my, my marriage hot and sexy has evolved throughout the years. I It used to not even be a concern of mine. Like, I used to be like, you get sex. Like, that's like, what more do you need? You know? How can it get any sexier? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've raised your kids. I've cleaned your house. And on a Tuesday night, I've given you sex. <laughs> that's right. You're welcome. You're welcome. Handle you are welcome. Um, but I feel like as I mature, um, there's a lot of tips and tricks that I've gotten under my belt. And the number one tip or trick is you have to feel sexy. How are you going to, you know, keep your marriage hot and spicy in the bedroom if you don't feel hot and sexy and empowered? And sexuality, as much as our world has like tried, well, no, they've succeeded in making it. What is the word I'm looking for? Like dirty, raunchy. Yeah. 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 Or like something you're not supposed to have. Yeah. Don't be sexual. Don't, you know, and growing up in the church or, or, the, or on the other hand too, they make it so overtly wop that yeah. you're just like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. Or you're like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, but sexuality is so beautiful and there's so much power in it. Um, a woman's body, like there's a reason why men just want to love, like why men literally become um, almost in a trance when they see their woman or a woman, like the woman body is so beautiful. And it's to be celebrated. And your body is for you to own. Like my body is my home. And I feel like when I had that revelation, I was able to embody it with complete confidence. And it's not a perfect body, y'all. I am not a size two. I have stretch marks. Like I've breastfed my boobs. So I have big boobs that sag. <laughs> Why but, are we giving so much detail? <laughs> hey, ladies, I'm just letting you know you're not All alone. Details. <laughs> you're That's not, right. You sure you're not alone. And, but if my sexuality is about B or whatever other WAP singer there is, my sexuality is about owning 
my home. And that's where the confidence comes in. And then that's when you really do feel sexy from the inside out. Um, So my first tip is feel sexy and ways to do that. My number one tip is lingerie. Are you a lingerie girl, Wendy? I am not a lingerie girl. (laughs) (laughs) But we we get, we not on me yet, girl. You, 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 be on tour. You just gotta, you just gotta let me talk and then I'm gonna let out all my secrets and you just gotta be like, "Mm mm-hmm. Oh, sound good. That sounds so good. Lingerie, girl, you gonna buy clothes to just take it Okay, all right, let's go. Mm -mm. But not like, we're not talking like, trashy lingerie like like let's even call it undergarments beautiful undergarments that make you feel good that make you feel like you are this french version of yourself at least that's what it does for me <laughs> like i, I love that if I put on a lacy robe or mm-hmm. a lacy bra i all of a sudden feel like a little bit more spicier, a little bit more confident. If you don't own lingerie, can I challenge our listeners to order some lingerie? And at first, when you first put it on, you're going to be like, this is a joke. Like, no, I'm not wearing this. (laughs) But after you put it on, it's not just about the lingerie. You also have the right, you need to have the right um, ambiance for it, right? Lighting candles? We're lighting candles, huh? Of course we're lighting our tapered candles. Mm -hmm. We're lighting candles. Mm -hmm. We're making sure the kids are like out. The kids are sleeping. You light your candles, you put on your lingerie, and you really feel good about yourself. And it's not even about sex, you guys. You could even, you can light your candles, put on your lingerie, and your husband not even be like be out of town or be at work. Like it's for you to feel good. Feel uh, like a woman. And I think the gift of marriage is you're with someone who's known you. He knows your body. He knows he's seen you birth his kids. He's not judging you. He's not looking at you like, oh, that's a little. I mean, and if he is now that is grounds for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> But we're that's like in the safety of marriage, you should be able to explore um, your body and and build that confidence with that partner. So if it's something new, if lingerie is something new, just talk to your husband about it or surprise him with it because he's going to love it. Men are visual creatures. He's going to love it. Try it because it really does. It's going to change the temperature of your confidence and the temperature of the room. Mm, I like all that. I think, first of all, let me, okay, how we keep the spice in marriage. Okay, first of all, let me start by saying that I believe that as wives, we have a responsibility to be our husband's, help me with this toy so I don't make it nasty. We have a responsibility to be there for our husbands. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. I was about to say mistress, but you know what I mean? We have a responsibility to, um, to be there at, to be there for our husbands as much as we are there for our children. Um, I think a lot of the times we get Mm. lost in the mundane. We are amazing housewives. Like, I mean, we could, we could 
take keep um take a maid out of her job like we could we take nanny out of her job we are amazing moms we could take a teacher out of her job yes but a mistress could come for us like this you know <laughs> you know what i mean like we have like we put that as number four or five on our list is uh, is taking care of our husbands um but at the same time it is taking care of yourself because what you don't understand is that when you are intentional about taking care of your husband in turn you are taken care of as well um and it's not just about sex but it's that relationship with another like-minded adult that's in the same boat with you that's riding these waves is is here to do life with you is forever you or well like my husband says, till death is here. <laughs> is here to do life with you till death. You have a responsibility to maintain that relationship with your husband. And what happens a lot of the time is it's neglected. It's the last thing that we um, spice up. It's the last thing that we evaluate when it comes to evaluating everything we're evaluating our homeschooling if we even evaluate it we're just yeah. like man <laughs> it's like time to go to sleep like mm-hmm. yeah I'm like tired. what no no it's eight o'clock good night it's been a full day you know so mm-hmm. how i keep the spice in my marriage um when i'm intentional about it because ladies this is advice that I'm giving you that i need to take a lot of the times we're learning with you exactly how I keep the spice in my marriage personally is I prioritize my marriage throughout the day in my mind. It's at the forefront. So if let, let me give you an example. If it's like, yo, my to-do list is long. Like I've got so much stuff to do today that by the end of the day, all I'm going to do is knocked out, knock out. And I realized that this has been for seven days in a row, you know, where did I prioritize my marriage there? Where did I even take time to, to spice it up? But I'm like, no, 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 no. It's been three days. I haven't even talked to my husband. No. So today, this ain't going to get clean. That schoolwork ain't going to yeah. get done because I'm going to make sure that my energy is up. I decide from the beginning of the day that tonight we're going to have a good night. And so everything I do throughout the day, I tailor so that my energy is ready for the night. So if it's like, man, if I got to do all this stuff, I'm going to be worn out. Mm-mm, ain't doing it. Go see shopping, get done tomorrow because I got to right. have my energy up for him. So right. it's priorities. It's making sure that I put it at the forefront of my mind because it is my responsibility to not only him, but to myself to make sure that I foster an environment for that relationship to be nurtured. Right. And can we also talk about, cause you said, you know, we have to be our husbands. I mean, like we need to take care of our husbands. Um, I just, just throwing this out here it's not always the wife. So what if one of our listeners mm. wants to like has a high, there are females that have an, an active high sex drive. Okay. Yes. So what if, what if the shoes on the other foot? What if she's like, man, I'm like, I want to do it all the time, but he's always tired yes. or, or I, he doesn't prioritize it. That is so good. I have a friend. 
I probably shouldn't even say this is going to be on the. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, why is she though. talking about me? Why is she talking about me? <laughs> no, I have a friend who's in the exact same boat. It's like yeah. her sex drive is through the roof and she wants to be intimate and, she, and he's just exhausted or he's tired. He has a very stressful job that by the end of the day, he's like, I'm done. So my number one advice for her was to communicate because I could tell her whatever. But I don't know him. I don't, well, I know him, but I don't know what his desires are. I don't know how she can better serve him, how she can better help him to lighten up his workload. Because sometimes, you know, it, he, there's nothing you can do for what he's doing at work. But maybe when he gets home and, you know, the first thing you do is like take kids, that like by the end of the day, he's exhausted. You know, mm-hmm. he really doesn't have much to give to you. So yeah. whatever the situation could be, the best thing you can do is communicate your feelings with your significant other. This is a relationship that needs to be nurtured, that needs to be fostered. So allow ground for communication and don't be offended. Please don't be offended. Like just have that open communication with them. I agree. Even if it's like I've had nights where like... I like where I've been like, okay, I just need a five. I need like a 20 minute nap and then I will be good to go. And he's like, okay, cool. And, and like, and that works. Um, one <laughs> a long, long time ago, Let me get a power nap, one, a power nap. Well, well one night, seriously, like a power nap, give me Love a power it. nap. Let me recharge and then we'll be there. But again, it's all about communicating and it's all about not being offended. So even if you as a wife think that you're doing a great job and you're like performing your uh, wifely duties well, but then if he comes to you and he's like, hey, um, like I, I, lo- I love our sex, you're doing great. However, I need X, Y, and Z. Don't get offended at that either. Just be, listen to your spouse and make it this open judgment-free kind of conversation. Yes, I 100% agree with that. I think a lot of the times we're, I don't know, um, we're scared to have these conversations and we're not communicating. And we're, and sometimes the questions aren't asked. You know, sometimes you just go, you're like, yeah, I got this. I'm fine. I'm fine. But you've never even talked to your spouse and been like, hey, so how are we doing? So I heard once that it's best to fix the roof of your house when it's sunny outside not when it's raining. So mm-hmm. so be intentional about constant assessment. Just like you do your budget once a week, do your relationship check-in once a week. How we doing, baby? How you feeling? And he, guys, you know, some guys, you got to, some, some guys, some guys are talking to them, but some aren't. Some, you got to pull stuff out of them. They tell you, fine, fine, which means fine. No, okay, so what's fine? You know, like get some, go ahead. I, I agree with that. And I from personal experience, fine does not always mean fine. And if he's telling you fine and you're like, okay, but in your gut, you feel like something's not right. You need to make sure he knows that this is an open judgment free space. space. And I need you to say what you're not saying, sir, you know, and and because that's how true communication is going to happen. And I am just pro communicating, even if it is the most uncomfortable conversation with your spouse, communicate with him, communicate. 
Yep. Because the truth of the matter is God gave us a certain intuition. You can tell, okay? Trust your gut. You can tell when something is not right. Mm -hmm. You can tell when even to everybody else, it might seem like things are laid out perfect, but trust your gut. If something's telling you, "Mm, no, he's not being honest. I wouldn't say be nagging about it, but ask prompting questions. Like, don't Mm -hmm. just like, don't, don't pester. Don't think you know what the answer is and be like, it's this, huh? This is what it is. (laughs) That's what it like. No, just ask prop, like go into each specific parts. Okay. Is sex good? Okay, good. Is our communication good? Okay. Am I talking to you in a way that you don't like you like how we talk to each other? Just ask questions. Talk to the man, talk to him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Talk to your man. And which I don't think that's an issue. The issue is not us talking to our men. Sure ain't. The issue, <laughs> the issue is these strong, amazing men have been told by society their whole life to not talk about their feelings. That's right. So then th- this is a whole different topic, but this is if you have a husband who seems to not talk about his feelings, it really is like some inner work, some marriage work, some deep work that you're going to have to do. And hello, I'm speaking from experience. Like I'm, I'm, in a, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, well, my husband tells me everything and has always told me everything. Now we're on a very open communicated, like communication line, but that is because of therapy. That is because a lot of inner work. So our society just shames everything. So our so many things are like under the rug. And I just want to let you know you're not alone and nothing's broken. Like yeah. with communication and God and grace and therapy, a relationship like husband and wife, because it's it's more, yes, it's a marriage, but I'm talking about like, for example, you and Sam are two different people. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys have come together. You've gotten married. You've built this beautiful life. But we forget that Sam is still just Sam. Wendy is still just Wendy. Wendy is sorting through two imperfect people. So that is why communication is so big, especially and even with sex, but also with everything else in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And I've heard like to, to harp on the therapy thing, I've heard a lot that like people only do therapy when things are going bad. But uh, there's this new like movement where it's like, do therapy before things even go bad. Therapy, the way my therapist has told me is that it should be relationship maintenance. It's not not like, oh, we're in trouble. Oh no, like, no, you, no one has ever taught us how to actually be in a marriage. No one has ever showed us what a healthy marriage looks like. So therapy and constantly talking uh, to your evolving spouse is relationship maintenance. It is nothing to be ashamed of. Exactly. So I guess to wrap up how we keep things spicy, I would say is number one, you can't be sexy if you don't feel sexy. Mm -hmm. That's number one. And you're not always going to feel it. So you can buy lingerie, you can put on makeup, you can turn on music, you can light your candles to help you get in that mindset. It's about being intentional. It's about putting it at the forefront of your mind because it's not going to be all the time I feel sexy. When right. do you have time to feel sexy? Come on now. Like you have to get dressed. You got to put that makeup. 
Seriously. Like, I feel a lot of things during the day. Sexy is rarely. <laughs> Just walking, just walking around, man, I feel sexy today. I feel so sexy. Look at that sexy beast in the mirror. Is that is that throw up on my shoulder? Yeah, that baby done spit up on your shoulder. You sexy beast. Like, no, it's, it's not something that comes natural. You've got to put the work in because it's important, because it's a responsibility to not just your husband, but to yourself. Being intentional about your relationship to me should be priority. Yeah. And have fun, ladies. Like, yes. don't make sex a chore. Don't like make it fun. Let's have fun. Like it feels great once we get into it. Yes. When yes. we're like, oh wait, this is what I wanted. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are we done? Is that it? (laughs) That was funny. Gosh. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? (laughs)